The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production. Tuesday, 7th of April. The Fujicast. We got a very tired Kev, um, but our, well, well, he'll explain why in, in just a moment's time. Welcome to the Fujicast Daily. Um, <laughs> and usually he does that when I'm telling a story about Australia or something. But today, yeah, there was a very. Have you good... been done? Didn't know you've been. To yeah, Australia. I've been to Australia. Did you not know that? No. I, I met Marcus Anderson. Did a photo <laughs> board. Did you not know that? <laughs> Welcome to the Fujicast Daily, a show about photography, a show which does include Fujifilm stuff and questions, yes, but also during this time of lockdown in most parts of the world. It's the stay-at-home show where you get to spend some time with me and Kev, talking about pictures and hearing about what and why you're shooting. Um, we've, we've got a couple of uh, new ideas. Um, it's only taken a couple of weeks. <laughs> But a couple of things. We're going to have a new daily photo challenge as from today where you can enter via the show's Fujicast Facebook group, which are very welcome and you will have to join if you want to take part in it. Very friendly place. No question is too daft. There are a few simple rules. One of them is um, very much the d- don't post a picture and run. What, are, what do you call that? A mic, um, um, mic drop. Mic drop, yeah. yeah. So we don't want. Although those. we're about to get, we're about to tell people to do exactly that. Well, yeah, but but in in one place, you see, the, the, you can only enter the daily photo challenge in the allotted post only. Mm. If you enter outside the allotted post only, you will meet um, Auntie Delete Key. Um, <laughs> Friday, we're going to have a new bar nuts quiz. Five questions about this great thing called photography and Kev's mountain of books you should buy when it's safe to spend money again. Feature couldn't think of another name for it. I think we're going to do that uh, on Wednesdays. So there we go. So we uh, we had a production meeting, and uh, that was what came out of it. Now, why are you tired? Oh, I'm exhausted, absolutely exhausted. Um, so yesterday we decided to put a tent up in the garden for the kids. Yeah, which nice, was great, nice, great fun. Yeah, really good fun when you can't find the pins and one of the one of the poles is oh. not quite as long as it should be, and yeah. it's really windy and the oh. dogs are pissing up against it and <laughs> all that kind of stuff was loads of fun. Don't tell me that 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 <laughs> git was being a git again. Actually, he was okay. Was he? Um, and then, of course, they wanted to sleep in it. Yeah. through the night of course which fun yeah. he had a midnight yeah. feast yeah. and i'll be being seven i thought well you know if we go to bed and he gets spooked in the night that's not going to be good so no. i decided to to you know work late work no. work in inverted commas <laughs> stare at my computer late uh, and you know just hang around in the living room leave the light on leave yeah. the back door open all that kind of stuff oh, you, didn't, you didn't think to do a like ghost story before they went to bed then uh, no because <laughs> that would have scared me and uh, and so all was well i i, I stayed up till about four kept going in and out to see what? them decided to to leave my uh to, to lay my weary head down on the one remaining sofa that we've got that the dogs weren't taking over closed my eyes for a little bit and then yeah. and then i thought what's that noise what i can hear i can hear something and it was it was about half four in the morning and the kids were in the tent sh- singing uh frozen at the top of their voices <laughs> and i was like bloody hell you know we've got neighbors a dog from two doors away was growling and i was like oh my god this is like this is this is something out of a, a horror oh, movie brilliant. so off i plotted in my in my dressing gown and my yeah, slippers yeah. uh oi oi you noisy s- stop yeah. singing oh so yeah we're wide awake dad oh well good lucky for you yeah. But then uh, I uh, uh, traipsed back. It was raining at that point, of course. Oh. So I was in my dressing gown, just getting soaking wet. The, garden, the tent's at the other end of the garden. The garden's pretty big. Uh, went to lay my head, my weary head down again, closed my eyes, opened it to the dulcet odour of git's tongue <laughs> slurping all over my cheek. Oh, 
so I gave up then. So I've, I've had about, uh, I don't know, somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes sleep, I reckon. Oh, you're going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> Kev won't be yeah. here for tomorrow's show. It will still be asleep. It's all fun, though. That's what the kids will remember, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody made this point the other day that the kids, um, are obviously not for all children, clearly not for all children, but for some children, the lucky ones, they oh. will remember this as time they spent with their loved ones. Not necessarily mums and dads, but it could be, you know, wherever they're living, they're going guardians their grandparents their adopted parents whatever whatever they're doing um they they will remember this time as time they spent more with with those people yeah well i hope that everybody does remember it you know for what it is and and of course you're right there are some people that will will want to forget it uh, instantly as soon as they can um but for everybody else you know the it will it must be long living memory and and the things that people did for other people is it's very important that we remember that can i ask you a question it's a personal question you don't have to answer it but <laughs> you know what i'm like with my health anxiety are, are you scared per, as as a bloke kev are you scared about this for your what, no, about we've getting talk, it no or? we talked yeah we talked about the kids talked about our wives and stuff like that it's just a personal question man to man now in front of nobody else but all the people that listen to this podcast, uh, yeah. are, you, are you are you bothered by it? Yeah, I think I think you'd be naive to say you weren't. Um, you know, I, I, I fear for for my family, for my friends, my parents. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got elderly people in our family on both sides. Well, yeah. I say elderly, they'll go nuts if they hear me say that. But You'll be uh, you know, over the age of seventy, let's yeah, just okay. let's just put it that way. Mature, I mean, mature, yeah. Um, and and yeah, of course, it is it's frightening. You know, it's um, this is this is like my worst nightmare. If you ever speak to Gemma about what I was like when swine flu came along, um, and I remember waking up in the middle of the night and 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 and, and I was having a nightmare, and I was I was saying to Gemma, that everybody's being evacuated from the street. Listen, listen, you can hear them all; they're all being evacuated. My God, you were having lucid dreams about it. I was, yeah, yeah. it was really bad. And th- and this is, you know, this is kind of like. Uh, you know, the, you know, everybody has a thing, don't they? Right. You know, a th- my thing was always uh, like contagion or something like that. You know, and, and here we are living right in the middle of it. So yeah, I mean, it's not nice. And um, am I fearful for my own health? Yes, of course, because you know, sadly, I know two people that have, uh, no, have been no, uh, got no. gotted with it. Um, one of which was younger than me. So um, yeah, but you know, you can do what you you can only do what you can. Um, we are uh, sorry. Did you just hear that noise? That was some um, no. breezy shake it's shaking her tail very very loudly you can only do what you can and um, we're being as careful as physically possible Um, and I can only be thankful, really, that we live in a, an area that's pretty rural. I think that helps. Mm. Um, and, of course, there are people that, that uh, are not in that position, and so they, they probably need to be a little bit more careful. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I am I am worried. I am fearful. However, I have to say, um, fingers crossed, touching wood, touching everything. I'll even let get the dog lick my nose. Um <laughs> Uh, you know, it does seem to be that the the curves are bending uh, around the world, um, which they have. Well, you know, it's real, isn't it? They have yeah. to. Um, so, you know, we shall see how it how it all pans out. But yeah, what about you? Well, yeah, well, you know my health anxiety. Uh, most of the time, there's me boying you up and saying, "No, we're going to be okay. Nobody's going to be ruined. We'll be financial. We'll be okay." It'll be like Del Boy talking to Rodney. Next year, we'll all be millionaires. Mm. But and you know that I do that with you and and then on the flip side then i say kev well what about my what about my high blood pressure um that i take tablets for by the way yes and then i say yeah but sometimes my fingers go white and what about circulation problem i mean it has brought out a real 
it has has made me think about it, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you something that that I said earlier when I was doing some mentoring with somebody. I don't know why we got onto this subject. They were talking about the podcast. Um, And I said, I had considered, you're going to be horrified at this, by the way, I had considered making an episode with Kev uh, that what if one of us didn't get through the final thoughts thing? Uh, it's a terrible idea, I know, but those ideas come to me in the dark sometimes. Well, what? I know, I know, oh, I, I know, I know that deserves a. <laughs> what the? It does, doesn't it? Oh my god! Which one of us didn't get through? No, no, no. I, 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 no I'm considering <laughs> that we both would, but we would both have done our our, our obituary messages. Oh my lord. <laughs> I know it's terrible. I know. That I know, is I really know. bad. I know, I know, That's I know, really I know. I don't, I don't feel proud of that. I really, I, I just don't. Stop it. I'm trying to. <laughs> but, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I had this <laughs> this thing about the message being done, you know. Ah, oh. but at least I've shared, I've been honest. Well, yeah, Even true. though you're horrified with the idea. Yeah, I'm very horrified by the idea. Note to self, don't put that. That will in, not happen. Don't put that in the meeting for Kev. <laughs> But I, I'm laughing with gallows humour, by the way, folks. If he makes not, it. Not for any other, yeah, not for any other reason. On that note, by the way, Tim Bender, love the show, guys. I have a Fuji question, but not what you would expect. What are your thoughts on Fujifilm creating a possible cure for the coronavirus? Now, you, you've read about this, haven't you? Didn't we talk have, about Avigail? Can I, uh, one second, because mm. I have to let the whippet out the living room, because right, she's going okay. to... Let, let, let the whippet out. <laughs> Blimey, she's not sounding good. She's had a late night as well. Easy, you pain in the arse. <laughs> Right. At least, Sorry. at least Breezy gets the same as. So normally you speak to Git like that. Normally, Bre- everything Breezy does is fine. Oh, Breezy, come in. Oh, what's the matter, Donna? Do you want a little stroke? Oh, can I make you feel better? Git, get well, away. Well, the good thing about Breezy is she will stand by the living room door and poke her nose, nose at it and, and kind of whelp a little bit. And, and that tells me that she actually needs to go outside to, you know, to, to do things that dogs do in the garden. Okay. Whereas Monty would just go, I think I'll just do it here. I fit. <laughs> Like door's not open, is it? I might as well just you know get on with it. I forget that Git actually has a name as well. Monty, I've completely forgotten Git was called Monty. Come on. um, so Tim Bender's question um, about uh, it was Avagan, isn't it? It's the uh, the um, there are it comes under several names actually, but uh, Avagan. You remember this going around in the uh, the Fujicast group actually the the Facebook group where people saying, "Have you heard about this?" Because the the share price leapt, didn't it, for Fujifilm at that time. Yeah, I think what a lot of people, you know, in the certainly in our kind of small circle, probably don't know about Fujifilm is that they they are a, a huge, huge um, pharmaceutical, um, cosmetic manufacturing company. Yeah. Um, a lot of medical stuff going on, um, and in fact, kind of way back in time when all of the when they were doing all the film um, chemicals and all that kind of stuff, when that market dissolved, they they used that knowledge to move into things like um, uh, medical equipment and you know kind of chemical engineering and what have you so yeah i mean the the digital what we call the digital imaging department which is cameras is teeny in the the grand scheme of things not a big part is it well it's sizable but it's not not the largest part by far well it's it's bigger than it used to be for sure but yeah it's only a small percentage it's um you know they do a lot of uh, like medical endoscopes i think they even do things like um satellite um uh, the lenses in um, telescopes and satellites and things like that Anyway, back to the original question, the Avi, 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 Avigon. Avigan, Avigan. Avigan. Yeah. Sounds like a ski yeah. resort in Scotland, doesn't it? 
um yeah i i mean it i remember i remember speaking to you about this probably two and a half weeks ago something like that mm-hmm. and it was something that was just in the you know in the small parts of the news hadn't made the bbc because the bbc weren't reporting anything positive at all in those days right. um and uh you know i was like oh this is this is kind of interesting but then you read the small print of the of the thing and it was like only seemed to work it was tested in china only seemed to work on uh people where it was uh, administered to before they showed symptoms yeah, which yeah. is problematic um but now they seem to be be rolling with it a bit more and you know i think china are kind of getting on board um well I, the, yeah, I got- the, the quote is from china avagan won its first approval for flu during the early days uh, an official of the country's science and technology ministry has labeled it as clearly effective in treating covid19 adding that the agency has now recommended it to health authorities for consideration in its treatment guidelines. So it has ramped up a bit. Yeah, I suppose it has. And, and you know, what part of me thinks, well, that's good. I hope it's, you know, I hope it is a real thing like Tamiflu was for um, swine flu. But the other part of me thinks I hope it's not just kind of desperate measures, you know, and, and kind of let's just hope it works type thing. <sighs> I'm not a doctor, am I? But they seem to be going all over the place in terms of we need to get um, we need to get a vaccine. We need to get a anti anti what they call it a when they can tell if you've had it or not. Antibody. Oh, the an- antibody test. Yeah, yeah. We need to get an antibody test. Uh, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, which which direction? If you if you go down the antibody test, surely you can't really do that until you know whether it's a long-standing. Um, uh, you know, your body long fights it off long, from a long-standing point of view. I know there's a bloody tiger in america has gone and got I it know, i know i couldn't i think how on earth what have you been doing kissing the thing but you wouldn't I be able to get like, that close to it would you, you i suppose it's preparation of food might have been a problem well do you know what the first thing that went through my mind was run no <laughs> how the hell how the hell did the tiger get a test when 99 percent of american people can't do you know that didn't even occur to me uh, they tested five of them yeah, two, uh, two yeah. tigers, three lions. That's right, and they've, they've all they've all been tested, properly tested. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, yeah. Let's think about this. So the zoo makes millions and millions and millions and yeah. millions of yeah. dollars, probably because people come to look at the tigers and the lions. I know. Let's get them tested. Makes me. Should we leave the subject of, uh, of coronavirus <laughs> yeah, for a little while? Not everybody wants to talk about it. Um, Dave Carroll. Hi, Neil. Hi, Kev. Thank you for making my journey to and from work. Oh, you're still going to work. More enjoyable in these dark days. You make me smile, sometimes laugh, occasionally. Love the interviews and the honesty of you both. Um, maybe we've been a bit too honest today. I don't know. Um, hope you don't mind. A little question for Kevin, as I know he has an unruly camera bag. Kevin. <laughs> Uh, the eye cups. Now, what do you do to the eye cups of the cameras to stop the rubber piece from being knocked off the plastic mount? Because I've had to do this to stop this from happening to me. Any any tips? What, what do you mean you've had to do this? What have you done? Glue them on? Um, well, uh, the last camera that my I lost the eye cup to was the X-T2. I never lost yeah. the eye cups to the X-T... Uh, sorry, X-T1. I never lost the eye cups to my X-T2. Oh, X-T2, X-T2 for me, been yeah. Fine. I lost those. Yep. X-Pro yeah. has been fine. They're, they're kind of circular, screw-on ones. So, I don't know. Yeah, you see, some people seem to lose their eye cups immediately, and others yeah. seem to have very longevity with their eye cups. I seem to have long longevity. I've never replaced one. Never? No. Okay. All right. Uh, the ones when it did go off my XT1, it never really, I didn't even notice it. I remember being on a, a trip somewhere, a workshop, and somebody said, oh, you've lost your, your eye cup as well. And I was like, have I? 
they went, yes, yeah, it's, it's meant to look like this. I was like, oh, all oh. oh, right. I don't wear um, spectacles, so I think oh. if you wear spectacles, the eye cup is more important. Um, right, the, the, the daily photo challenge. So uh, we, we'll start this today. So uh, in the Facebook group already, you may well have seen um, this posted, um, the, the daily photo competition. So this won't be a complete surprise to you, um, if you were up early, that is. So um, we need to set this. Now, you can only, only, let me underline this, only post this in the post um, where where it says daily challenge and gives you what day it is and what we're asking for. There is no prize, but just being, you know, well, we should we should we vote our fa- yeah we'll vote our favourite one, but there is no prize for it. The prize is just being part of community, which God knows we need these days, don't we, Donald? Don't be a cutie pie. Sorry. So go on then. What's today's? Um, so today's will be uh, you know get your Vivian Mayer. Sh- skills together what? Uh, so we want to see we want to see a self-portrait through a mirror a reflective oh. self-portrait that's what we want to see that's, yeah and, and be careful as well <laughs> i'm just putting that caveat in for people like how can that be dangerous i can't possibly be dangerous i just i can see what lee glasgow would do with a mirror self-portrait couldn't you uh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah lee it has to be a self-portrait of your face <laughs> He's the only he's the only exception, by the way. Everybody else do what you want, but we know Lee much better than that. Okay. Yeah, there we go then. So self-portrait through a mirror or something reflective. Um, so we're looking for pictures of you. Yeah, and you can join by going to the Fujicast uh, Facebook page. Uh, come in, join us. The water feels warm. Um, hi, Kevin Neal. This one's from Paul Gallagher. Um, listening to the uh, the daily episodes. Uh, question probably for Neil, but I think it's aimed at you as well, Kev, is about the audio on The Daily Show. Considering you're now sat in different places, we are, by the way, we are not together. When was the last time we were together? Uh, about 12 years ago. <laughs> no, I don't mean like that. I mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Um, well, there was that night in uh, Benidorm, wasn't there? Yeah. No, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was. I'm sure your days. name was Charlotte. I couldn't... <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, for... Four weeks ago? Yeah, God, yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so we're not together. Now, Kev's in, in, um, in Upper Malmesbury, because there is an upper and a lower, and you're definitely an upper. You live in the, the posh part of it. Well, we live on the hill. That's true. <laughs> and uh, I'm near Newbury. Um, anyway, how, you're doing the re- remote, how are you doing the remote aspect of the audio? So uh, this really is for you, because you set the gear up, not me. I, I just Skype you out there. So what, have you, what are you using, Kev? Because uh, uh, Paul likes it very much. He's thinking about putting together um, a podcast himself, and he's intrigued as to how you can sound um, so good when you're remote. <laughs> well, I mean, I when I listen back to the shows, I can definitely tell that I'm not in your in your palatial studio with your big <laughs> furry, hairy thing hanging in front of me. Um, instead, I'm in, in my living room, which yeah. is not particularly acoustically great, I have to say. I've got a window in front of me. Oh, I thought you were in the bedroom. No, God, no. Oh. No, 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 no. The internet doesn't reach up there. Oh. <laughs> no, because uh, our walls are about... 100 feet th- thick aren't yeah, they, they so, are. yeah your house is never ever warm in the summer no i've got a heater i've got a, uh, a little foot heater i put on in the living room even though outside in the back garden it's 20 degrees um anyway so i'm using a uh yeti mm, what's it called a blue yeti yeah blue, blue yeti. yeti microphone right. um it's just simple usb plugged into my pc and on top of it, I have got a uh, gift from Neil, my Christmas present from Neil. Believe it or not, this is this is how um, how our, how our friendship goes. Is a an Alctron PF8 uh, muffler. 
It's just it, it's is that a, what you'd call it? The, the, it's a really good. If you put it on top of a mic, you have to have the right shaped microphone, and the Yeti is one of them. But you put this. It's like a huge, great big. Um, I suppose it's the audio version of a Gary Fongdong, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it, it's amazing how many people stand at my window and look because it sits in my windowsill in the living room. What the hell is that? Is that a cat? Loads of people just stop and stare at it. It's really funny. <laughs> and then they notice me sat at the desk and then they jump out of their skin. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just got a great big foam, but it's there's loads of foam at the back and there's a uh, there, there's a less foam at the front, which means that you're you're essentially trying to set up some sort of so it does so the sound doesn't bounce backwards, so you, you get all this echo. It's supposed to cut cut down on the echo so it doesn't sound so lively. Yeah, yours sounds a bit more lively. But then that's not surprising <laughs> yeah. because I've got lots of sound sound treatment in here but that's not bad though i think your house sounds really quite yeah. close i think close i think it's right? reasonable isn't it considering yeah. you know what the what we're having to do mm. so yeah that's that's all it is is a, a, a blue yeti microphone and yep. they are i think i don't know i've had this probably six or seven years now so there may be newer versions of it but i think it's reasonably priced kind of 180 quid type price. Just, just usb'd into your into your computer, isn't it? That's all. Just USB, yeah. No, no, nothing else. You just oh. plug it in, and uh, and then it just pops up as a as a micro- microphone source, oh. and it, it's very good. What yeah. do you use for YouTube when you? When uh, you're doing YouTube, YouTube I use. Um, I've got no sleep and no thought. NT, um, NTG is it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A Rode NTG something. Right. Mm, quite three, an expensive three, one. One is it the three? Is it the silver one or the black one? I've got two. One. <laughs> it's the one that will work off. Um, phantom power as well as charge i think you're talking about the ntg3 which has a lovely warm warm sound yeah i have that um and uh, and obviously i have a that goes into a box yeah a little red box i can never remember the name of via those uh three pin plug things xlr xlr yeah so because it, it's like having a conversation okay. with my granddad right, i'll that? fill this bit in then granddad during the war what we do is we take the wire from the com- uh, from the microphone it goes into a sound card <laughs> which is the red thing via an XLR cable comes out of that sound card. No, it's not a sound card. It's a special box. It's is a special it? red Tascam, I want to call it. Oh, is that not effectively being the sound card, though, for you? Oh, no, well, the pre- it's, no, it's being the memory pre- card in it. Sorry, it's being the preamplifier, isn't pre-amp, it? Preamp, Yes, it. and then out of there into your computer. Via a US, via an SD card, yeah. yeah. I'm glad I asked you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. God, thinking back to that. <laughs> uh, All right, one final thing, then we've got the, the interview. Um, it's turned into a really long episode. Mm. Um, reference uh, episode 69, um, yada, yada, yada. During the question, people don't even bother saying hi, guys. They just go yada, yada, yada now. This one's from Andy Stonia, friend of the show, definitely now. During the questions at the end of uh, Ep 69, I'm catching up. Kev said he wouldn't take a camera to Auschwitz, and I completely agree. I visited the Pearl Harbor Memorial. I didn't know this, by the way, Kev, where you stand on a platform above a sunken but visible USS Arizona. I, I didn't know that that was still there. There yeah, are still I over 1,000 sailors and Marines on board that wreck. It's a somber and still place kept quiet by the US Marines on guard. Mm. Uh, although everybody else is taking snaps and selfies, this really is a time to and a place to just pop that camera away and stand and be respectful, which I, yeah. I would agree with that. You, you said you wouldn't probably go back to uh, Auschwitz, would you? Oh, well, I've never been to Auschwitz, but oh, no. I, I I, the conversation Sorry. we had was about kind of um, a tourist photography there. Oh, yes. That was it. Yes, 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 um, yes. And, I, and I think the point I was making was I think there is a place for photography for a purpose, obviously, to you know, to, for uh, history making and stuff, but certainly not for 
I wouldn't go to somewhere like that and just for holiday snaps no. or selfies no. or anything like that, you oh, know. No. So, um, yeah, I think me and Andy are on the same wavelength there, but your so, ma- mileage may vary. That is, that, that's another one. It's got to be a t-shirt, t-shirt worthy phrase. Your mileage may vary, and also yada yada yada. See, all these merch, all merch. The merch. Yeah, but they're all yours, Kev. They're TM Kev Mullins, part of the show. <laughs> Anyway, so to today's Hangout. Tony Reedsma is an American photographer who was due to be on an episode entirely dedicated to personal projects. But as we've gone daily for the moment, some of the specials we were planning to have have become neat little Hangouts, really, ideal for the daily. So Tony's day job in marketing involves time spent for clients in nature and the outdoors, which has been perfect for his photographic passion projects about some of the, the harshest winters on Lake Michigan. His photo essays of moving dunes and his study of light, shadow and patterns in the wild. Uh, now, some of his site is under new construction, but you can see much of what you need to as the projects are still accessible. And you'll see the website address, obviously, in the show notes. So let's talk about personal projects. Whilst understanding that in many countries right now, and hopefully not for too long, the privilege of being able to immerse yourself in nature wherever and whenever you feel like. It's a fortune not afforded us all legally or or ethically right now. And there's a sentence I probably thought I'd uh, never deliver quite like that. So bear in mind as you listen to a segment recorded before the shutters came down and the barriers were swept across some outstanding areas of beauty car parks the world over, Uh, but hopefully it'll inspire you to think about your own projects, be that eventually outside again or maybe even inside documenting the day-to-day as a legacy feature. Tony Reedsmer is a self-taught photographer who specialises in fine art photography from, as you say in your bio, beach sunsets to spring tulips. But you're not full-time. You're you're in marketing right now, aren't you? Yeah, actually, that I make my living. Uh, I have a marketing firm that I've owned and run for 20 years. So, so, so what, what's more your passion now, the photography or the marketing firm? I, I guess the one that pays the bills. Yeah, by necessity, it's the marketing. And I do have a passion for it. Um, and I don't know how, how much detail you want, but my passion, uh, it really lies in uh, agriculture. And that's my specialty in terms of marketing. And um, I, I have a passion for helping farmers and people in agriculture have a voice when did the photography bug bite? Well, um, I'm dyslexic. And throughout my whole time in school, uh, grade school, all the way through to uh, high school, um, I had a hard time reading. And so I was just naturally drawn towards uh, learning visually. I didn't know why back then. But as I in my mid 20s or so, I, I picked up a camera, a film camera, Pentex K1000, and learned to take pictures. And uh, about 10 years ago, I had a client ask me if I could go shoot a video for them. And I didn't know a whole lot at that point, but I got on YouTube and learned as much as I could before the job. And uh, the rest is uh, history, as they say. So I, I spotted in one of your videos, funnily enough, the, the fact I think you're a Sony shooter, are you? Yeah, I guess I, I started with a Canon uh, 6D and 70D, uh, sold that off and got the uh, Sony A7S when it was first launched. I got bit by the uh, Fuji bug and got a couple of X-T2s. I wasn't happy with the video autofocus with those, so I sold those and I got a couple of A7Rs. So I currently have two A7R 
two bodies, an A7 II, three Fuji X-H1s, and a uh, X-T2. Uh, and the X-H1s, of course, are perfect for your, for, for your video work, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I'm looking at your personal projects, because that's what this show is all about. And I think Frozen in Time was possibly one of the first, wasn't it? I mean, you started this at a time when Lake Michigan had a, a couple of years that were pretty much record-breaking cold years. That weren't the easiest way to start, were they? Well, yeah. In my book, I, the first thing I say is I hate winter. And... Instead of complaining about it, I decided to grab my camera and go out into it. And I literally went out almost every day uh, just to look for things to photograph. I always want to have something like that going on, a personal project, because the the things that I learned, I, you, you can't teach it in schools and uh, that kind of thing, traditional education. Uh, the delicate balance between the highlights reflecting off the ice mm. and the, the harsh contrasts and dealing with those. And, and honestly, one, one thing I learned through that project was embracing the shadows instead of trying to recover them all the time, uh, because it's very difficult to capture both when, you're, when you've got uh, light reflecting off of ice. It's interesting because you said you, you went out, you don't like the cold, you went out, you, uh, you, you started making photographs. So, so it sounds to me like you didn't have a personal project in mind when it started. So the personal projects always come out maybe of your, your adventuring, that the project follows your, 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 your shooting rather than going out thinking, right, this is frozen in time. This is what I planned. It didn't happen that way. Absolutely not. You're right. And uh, so I had no goal in mind other than to get out and learn photography. And what came out of it was I had a few solo uh, exhibitions where I printed some really large canvas prints and had a few shows where people came in to learn about the photography, the, mainly the story actually behind the photo- photography. And then I ended up um, printing a, a book, not like a Snapfish kind of book, but um, a printed book at a printing company with a hardbound book and a nice uh, velvety laminated cover. It's a fine art book, but it's also a little bit of history and documentary tied in. Yeah, actually, you do get quite technical with graphs and data. And I love the way you, uh, I mean, when talking about the Sands of Time project now, where you swipe to reveal pictures on your site to show 2013 compared to today, you're, you're quite a data-driven man with these projects, aren't you? Yeah, and it all comes to telling the story. I mean, it, b- bottom line is anybody can take a picture and whether it's a smartphone or what have you, but it's, you know, what, what are you trying to say? And just like how you and Kevin with your photography at weddings, you're telling a story and I'm trying to tell a story, a visual story. And, uh, so yeah, the, the project Sands of Time came out of the Frozen in Time. I actually didn't have either of the projects or I didn't have the Sands of Time project in mind until 2014 when I noticed the lake rising and, Along with the rising of the lake, there's erosion, and the erosion was uncovering some seawalls and jetties that mm. were built in the early 80s, because in, in 1986, uh, the lake was at a record high. And so so when the lake comes up, it exposes the seawalls, and I thought those were interesting. And then the lake will eventually start receding, and after it recedes, the sand will come back and cover all those seawalls again. So tell me how you um, – it, it sounds to me like all of these projects that you've got. You've got Frozen in Time, there's, um, there's Sands of Time. Um, there, there's about four or five different projects, aren't there? There's Edge of Light and Nature on the Move. Na- Nature on the Move was fascinating as well, watching the, the sands actually enveloping buildings. 
So they all sound to me like you go out there, you make your pictures, and you let the project come in, and that's the way you you did it then, and that's still the way you do it now. So for people listening, thinking, well, I've got to find myself a title, that's not necessarily the way you start a personal project. No, no, not at all. Uh, and and that's nature, right? And you can't tell it what to do. And so I'm fortunate enough to live in an area that's uh, it's got lots of natural things, dunes. In fact, um, the nature on the move is actually going to be, uh, I started the project uh, photographing Silver Lake Dunes, which is about an hour north of where I live, which is a 2000 acre dune on Lake Michigan. But as I, as I was researching it a little bit more, come to find out um, Lake Michigan has the largest freshwater dune system in the world. And so depending on the, the winds, that push the dunes, um, the dunes will move anywhere between two to six feet a year in, in any certain direction. And that, that's what's happening up at Silver Lake. It's, it swallowed up a cottage uh, last year, and it's, it's going to do the same to the cottage next door this year. Some, some of the dunes, when you look at your pictures, it, they, they could be pictures taken in Africa, not, not Lake Michigan. I must, I must admit, I was surprised by the geography of the place. Yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to go there just to just to see the the changes in the dunes because every time I go there there's there's something uh, different because the the winds have shifted uh, the dunes and, and its placement how much um, personal pleasure do you get out of making these projects Tony <laughs> depends on the time of year <laughs> if it's, if I'm shooting in the winter it's very little <laughs> I, I don't enjoy it much at all but uh, it, it as a complete project um, I can't imagine doing anything else if if I could do just personal projects, I mean, this sounds stupid to say because I think everybody would say the same. If I could do this as, as a living, I, I wouldn't heartbeat. Are you successfully selling prints? Yeah, my, my site actually is still under construction. I just I don't have time to, to uh, work on the store much. Um, the majority of my print sales are very large um, canvas prints, uh, either uh, single large photo or a large panoramic in the form of a triptych which is three images when they're put next to three canvases and when they put them next to each other they form one image yeah people seem to gravitate towards those and usually the prints are 80 inches wide or so by you know uh, 60 inches tall the majority of that is for corporate clients for their offices and uh, that kind of thing that they, they, they're building a new building and what have you, and they need to decorate it with something, and they want they want uh, prints that reflect the, the area. What advice, Tony, finally, for photographers do you have who, who haven't put a personal project into action? Because right now in the world, and this could be a perfect time to start one, it's, it's madness, it seems, out there. To keep, yeah. the, to keep those creative muscles flexed, this could be a good time, couldn't it? You know, okay, so... I don't, I don't know about uh, if this is a great time to do it or not versus another time because I don't, I don't really get into the photography like documenting a, an event socially. I, I've never done that, and I, I don't gravitate towards that. I gravitate more towards nature. But yeah. uh, I, I would dare say there's never a bad time to do it no. um, because I, I'm just naturally driven to want to learn more and to, to push myself to learn more. I mean, I, I'm not much into gear, even though I've got too many cameras, if you ask my wife. <laughs> yeah. But uh, um, I shoot almost all vintage lenses. Do you? Uh, ah. 
I, I mean, I, I do have some uh, modern glass. And honestly, the vintage lenses really help to, I don't want to sound cliche, but it, it makes it makes me more part of the image making. You know, the, I think I sent you and Kevin the two pictures, one taken with my A7R2 and a 24 millimeter Zeiss and uh, X-H1 with a, with a Nikkor yes. 24. Yeah. I was hard pressed to see a big difference. I mean, granted, I shot them both at like F11 or something like that. So they're, they're both going to be sharp. There's no bad time to start a project. Let the process of taking photos guide your project. Now, if you have a, if you have something in mind, don't get too analytical about it. It'll it'll pass by if you're not careful. And just just go out there and start taking pictures. If you'd like to see Tony's work, go to tonyreedsma.photography. That's Tony Reedsma, R-E-I-D-S-M-A. Dot photography and you can see his site and remember as we said at the start this interview was recorded just before the world changed in terms of social distancing a complete freedom of movement either on legal grounds or otherwise so in planning and making your personal projects think of others think of yourself stay safe and work within the law and that's it for today's Fujicast. Release your inner Vivian Meyer. What's today's photo challenge again, Kev? Go on. Self-portrait with a mirror. That's you and a mirror. A mirror and you. And when you look in the mirror, you shall see you. You. <laughs> no one else. You. Oh, you can't have anybody else in it? Just no, like, no, no, no. Oh. That wouldn't be a self-portrait, would it? It'd be a group shot. And you know what I think about group shots. <laughs> yeah, that might have to be a photo challenge all of its own another day. <laughs> all right. Um, Kev, I'll talk, to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow then. Okay, I'll try and get some sleep. <laughs> the FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way. <laughs> <laughs>